Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Paco bringing you just the tips. This is where I bring my everyday conversations from my manufacturers, from my integrators, from my end users, from anybody in the industry to you. Uh, I think that the stuff that we gather can make you more successful out in the field. Today, I've got Chris Neiman from Sure. Most of you know him, some of you don't, but Chris Neiman, um, please tell me a little bit more about yourself. Hey, Paco. So, I'm, yep, I'm with our market development group, and uh, our group is kind of out there in market, so to speak. And we typically integrate with end users and certainly dealers, uh, our rep force, to do everything from bring new products to market to training to um, help and assistance in the field when there's a problem or a challenge with a t- from the technical aspect. Uh, all the way to gathering information and bringing it back to the engineers when somebody's got a great idea, we want to share that around. So that's kind of what we do. And Chris, you've already done a couple of episodes with us here. One of them was the um, the hybrid classroom situation, which I think you also just did another, um, like a panel discussion on that just most recently, didn't you? We, we've been doing all kinds of gatherings around higher education because it's just such a big challenge right now, I think, for for everyone to figure out how that's going to work. Um, so yeah, there, there's a web uh, uh, webinar that we just recently did. That's probably, you can find that on uh, on our website soon if it's not there already. Nice, nice. All right. Well, today we're going to be talking about Sure Wireless Mics and their applications. So uh, I'm sure you've heard this. I've heard this. A lot of people are like, wow, you've got so many different selections. Which ones go where? You know, Which ones should I be doing? Um, so Let's 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 do this. Let's just start right at the the, the top of, of the list where people, you know, the 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 the, the flagship accent digital system, and then we can we can move from there. So go ahead, Chris. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. We do get asked this question quite a bit because it's the the line is so diverse of wireless systems. Like, which one do I really need to use? And before we jump right to accent, I'm gonna I'm going to whittle off a, a handful of things that. Uh, a potential buyer should consider. And, and I know, don't let your eyes glaze over or ears glaze over, whatever, <laughs> when I do this. But these are things that you might be thinking about mm-hmm. when you go to purchase a wireless microphone, which include, you know, things like uh, what's the venue use? How, how is it being used? Or what, you know, where, where is it being used? Um, uh, certainly, what's the cost? Obviously, that's probably a pretty big one. Um, the form factor, how, how does the thing fit in uh, to the system? Is it rack mountable or does it sit on a desk or on an amplifier somewhere? Um, do you need digital audio of any kind? Does it need to be controlled via any kind of third-party control software or maybe integrate with like our own software like Wireless Workbench? Here's another big one, batteries. Does it have rechargeable batteries or not? What are those costs? You know, what what are my benefits to a, a rechargeable battery? How long do the units run? Um, does it offer different form factors on the transmitter side? So, you know, in addition to like to handheld or belt pack, does it have a boundary or gooseneck available uh, for different types of applications? And then, you know, you think about other things too, like some folks don't even think about this. They just think it's wireless. There's no cable, but it has to operate in some certain RF spectrum and some chunks might be better than other chunks, depending upon where you are. So thinking about where that system operates in the RF spectrum, how wide of a tuning bandwidth it can have, how, in other words, 
how much of that RF spectrum can it actually get to, to tune to in the event that you have challenges with any kind of interference? Um, other things, even a little less uh, of, of interest to the majority of folks, but for instance, does the system need to have encryption? Do your conversations need to be kept safe and secure from anyone else that wants to maybe listen in and, and get information about a company or whatever? Um, perhaps one of the biggest ones, though, I think that you need to consider uh, is, are there antennas included and are they removable? Uh, that might be a good topic for another discussion. We could, we could probably do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, those are just a handful of the things. Again, that was a lot of stuff I rattled off. And there's even more than that to consider. But kind of those are the main things to think about when you're looking at wireless systems. So Paco had mentioned the Axiom Digital System. That is our premium wireless system. You will find this on stages the world over. Uh, whether it's for, from a performing aspect, singing, guitar, backline, even in uh, uh, whether it's um, churches, venues, or even corporate facilities that want to have just the best performing and best sounding wireless system, Axiant Digital kind of just meets all of those specifications, including broadcast, by the way. Uh, broadcast... Uh, we have really done well in that market since the introduction of Axiom Digital. So this really is that higher tier uh, product. It finds its home, as I mentioned, in places anywhere from corporate to government uh, agencies, higher ed, house of worship, performing arts. Um, the form factors of the transmitters, there's a lot of different versions. Uh, they can be controllable, remotely controllable, which is, wow, that's a key for like, theater use, and again, performing arts, stage use, um, anywhere where you need to just like make changes or, or monitor and, and look at your transmitter details. There are transmitters in that line that give you that option. Um, it does have Dante, analog, rechargeable batteries. It's like it hits all of these topics. Uh, it offers almost everything uh, that you could want in a digital wireless system. Um, so, Yes. So I know, Chris, this is going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me, this is going to come up a lot is battery. We mentioned rechargeable battery. I can't even begin to tell you as a venue operator with a couple of stadiums here in Utah, rechargeable batteries are a necessity. I, I, I have gone away from um, alkaline batteries and in, in an, an emergency situation, if for some reason my batteries didn't get charged or whatever, all right, I get that. But the reliability is far better than alkaline. Being able to look in wireless workbench when I set up my monitoring and get all my widgets out and everything like that, to be able to see, knowing within a 15-minute increment that, that it's, it, it's that accurate. If I, I guess what I'm saying is, is if given the opportunity, any of these wireless products, if they have the ability to have rechargeables, some of them you have to utilize rechargeables, but, but if given the ability, use rechargeables, people. It saves you money. It saves you the heartache of, oh my God, that person's not going to make it. When you know for a fact that within 15 minutes of wherever they're at, they're good to go. Yeah, absolutely. It's, and you know, Part of the challenge here uh, was created by Shure in the early days of rechargeable batteries. Folks wanted to start using 
you know, off the shelf, rechargeable batteries, insure devices, the problem, there's just lots of problems with that. Uh, battery development has come a long way. I think we all could understand that, right? Yep. Thanks, Tesla. Thanks, whoever. Lithium ions are a whole different world now. Yeah. And uh, the transmitters, we are now able to get operating time that's the same or better than in many cases of what you'd get from an alkaline battery. Yep. So better performance. Uh, and, and the Axiant system actually ships the, the ADX series transmitters. They ship with two uh, batteries with them already. They, in fact, they only work on that platform, right. frankly, uh, because it, all the technology is packed into that thing draws more current, draws more battery usage than you could get out of a, a you know four AA batteries uh, it, it just doesn't make sense anymore. The, the battery stuff has come a long way. So yeah, you'll find as we talk about the different wireless systems today that almost all of them come with a rechargeable battery option. Some of them, the ADX series, we pretty much want you only using rechargeable batteries. Yep. yep. Okay, cool. Um, ULXD. Yeah. So uh, ULXD is kind of like the little brother to Axiant. Um it finds its place all over the place as well. It is a professional grade wireless system. Again, you'll find it everywhere from corporate and install and government agencies, even K through 12 and higher ed, um, house of worship, performing arts on the stage as well. Really high quality audio. Uh, we don't have all the complete control capabilities of Axiant Digital also, the tuning range of the wireless receiver gets a little bit less, still very wide tuning range. Um, uh, and, and again, I don't want to make too big a deal of that because all of our systems are offered in whatever the tuning range is, we usually offer several different bands. So ULXD, for instance, has a wide tuning range of 64 megahertz in the UHF TV band, but it's offered in one, two, three different uh, uh, tuning band chunks. So, you know, you're talking about hundreds of channels of, of wireless in operation. If you needed that many, ULX could do that. Certainly Axiant can do that with its very wide tuning range. Batteries, uh, again, optional AA's or rechargeable batteries there. You can get about nine hours runtime. The cool thing about ULXD is that not only does it have handhelds and belt packs as transmitters, but it's also, um, offered with uh, boundaries and goosenecks. So if whether you're looking at this as a onstage performing device or you want to install it in a corporate space, uh, any type of those transmitters are available uh, and, and they work very well. Also, we got Di Dante Digital Audio here. So if you have a Dante system, this is right at home there. Of course, you still have analog outputs as needed as well. QLXD. Yep, and we're just kind of stepping right down. This is kind of a mid-tier-ish mm -hmm. type of product, if you if you could call it that, I guess. Um, it it is equally as good sounding as ULXD, um, but of course, it's lacking some of the other functionality. Um, one of the things that we didn't talk about is the receiver form factor. Uh, so if I rewind just a little yep, bit, absolutely, yeah, exactly. Axiant Digital comes in a two or four channel. Uh, receiver funk uh, in one space. ULXD comes in two or four channel. There is a single half space rack unit as well. Most folks tend to lean towards the two and four channel receiver in one single rack space. The QLXD 
really is uh, a replacement for an older system that we made uh, that was just the workhorse of our line. You found it everywhere. It's the same for QLXD. It meets a great price point. It's a half rack space, uh, single channel device. You can rack two of them side by side in one rack space, uh, but analog only, no Dante digital. It does have encryption. Um, uh, so if you wanted to encrypt your wireless uh, link between the transmitter and receiver, that can do that as well. Um, same tuning ranges as ULXD. So while it shares a lot of the same features as ULXD, uh, it, it does have just a few removed and really that's to hit a better price point. And we find these again, all over the place, everywhere from corporate to government, K through 12, it's even more popular because it's more affordable higher ed, house of worship, performing arts, uh, on stages, uh, everywhere. It would seem that Axiom Digital, ULXD, QLXD, even the next one we're going to talk about, SLXD, but the top three there it would seem like get used in a, a more congested RF spectrum. So when you need, when you don't have a lot of space, but need a lot of channels, those top three seem to be where people go to, even though the price points are, are, are significantly different, but they still have the same robust RF um, spectrum. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, um, it's that wide tuning range, right? Uh, we, we, we have lived through two now auctions. Uh, if you've been under a rock, you might've missed it, but we went through two auctions where we keep losing RF spectrum and, and specifically the UHF band which is that's beachfront properties. We like mm -hmm. to call it. That's the best place for kind of wireless mics to, to operate in. So uh, the, the idea over the years has been a, let's make our tuning bandwidth wider so we can get to more of the spectrum and uh, be able to get more channels up on the air with more reliability. And that's exactly where these three systems were born out of access to more spectrum, more reliability for, from an RF perspective. Yeah. Now the, the, I say coveted SLXD because for a long time we had a lot of people going, Paco, if we only had SLXD, it's here. It's fantastic. Chris, tell us some more. Bingo. Yeah. SLXD is huge. It, SLXD was really born out of the fact that, you know, everything we just talked about losing spectrum needing to have access to more spectrum to make things work better. Um, well, we have ULXD and QLXD and Axiant, but then the problem is we've lost, we've kind of left a bunch of customers out of the mix here. Yeah. The ones who can't afford QLXD, ULXD and, and Axiant Digital. So the SLXD customer um, really still kind of demands some, many of the similar things like, hey, it still needs to be spectrally efficient. It still needs to sound really good, outstanding audio quality, but it's got to be simple, straightforward to operate. Maybe we don't need all these other functions and features. Maybe we're not using a control system and all this other stuff in the mix. Um, got to be sleek, uh, rugged design. And so that's where SLXD was born. In fact, uh, SLXD also has a two-channel, it comes in a single-channel half-rack space or a two-channel receiver uh, in, in one rack space. You still have that great battery uh, operation if you want, the rechargeable batteries. In fact, um, uh, it is optional between AA's or the rechargeable batteries. You're getting about eight hours of use on a single charge. Um, 
it's a digital system. So that means we can have uh, many more systems operating in much less space. So it's spectrally efficient. We meet that criteria. It needs to be wide tuning band. So this is actually 44 megahertz tuning bandwidth among three different uh, uh, tuning, uh, excuse me, frequency bands. So we cover the entire UHF TV spectrum now that can be covered. You can get to any chunk of spectrum with those three different bands uh, because also it's, it's very wide tuning band. So about 32 channels up on the air. Uh, again, most of the customers that are using this type of product don't need 32 channels necessarily. I'm sure there will be some school plays or those type of things where previously, friends, I'm sorry to say it, but if you bought SLX, the analog version, the old analog version, <laughs> getting 32 of those things up and operating in one space was going to be a nightmare and a yeah. challenge and probably didn't work that well. So now for similar money, we've just leapt way forward uh, into the future with capabilities. Now, <clears throat> this everything we've talked about so far comes with half-wave antennas that are removable. The SLXD system comes with quarter-wave antennas included in the box, and they can be uh, removed from the, the receivers. Uh, and, and again, I think we should talk more about this antenna thing at some point. We probably should. Uh, but you... You can remote mount antennas here with SLXD uh, as well. So that kind of keeps it in that more, you know, install friendly or, or more prosumer friendly uh, product category. Uh, the second we start losing the ability to actually remote our antennas out, right, that's, yep. that's a whole different system and, and, not, and not necessarily a great choice for those that want to use multiple systems and be able to remote mount their antennas. All of the ones that we've been talking about, have been digital. This brings us to BLX. Ah, yeah, BLX. So this is our entry-level uh, wireless system. And uh, we need to make a little bit of clarity here. Uh, BLX comes in actually two different versions. There's BLX and then there's BLXR. And R stands for Rack mountable. Rack mount. Uh, R stands for removable antennas. Uh, <laughs> R could stand for, you know, maybe slightly better in the eyes of, of the beholder when you're talking about how you're going to use these devices. Remember, we talked about form factor and like, how we, where is this thing going to go? So BLX is strictly an analog system. It has a limited tuning bandwidth. Uh, and, you know, you're going to get ish somewhere between six, eight, maybe 12 channels up and operating uh, within a frequency band. Um, so it's a great system maybe for like K through 12 or classrooms, maybe small house of worship or smaller theater companies that only require like maybe eight to 10, <clears throat> excuse me, or even 12 system at the max um, to operate. Now, uh, when you when you start to use more than three ish receivers or you need three systems, you really need to make sure you're doing antenna distribution. So let me be clear, BLX series with without removable antennas, the ones that just they, we call them set top style receivers, they just sit somewhere, they don't go in a rack or whatever. Those things, you know, one, two, maybe three systems, you're good to go. If you need more, you want to use the dash. R version. 
Um, and, and that will allow us to do antenna distribution, uh, which will add to the price, but uh, that's really the only way to make this kind of system uh, reliably dependable when it comes to operating the stuff. What, what Chris is kind of getting at is we don't want what's called an antenna farm. Um, Chris, I have a new antenna farm picture to send to you to add to your PowerPoint, by the way. I was out at a theater and they had a bunch of QLXDs rack mounted in a metal you know, oh. rack oh. and I didn't see any antennas on the stage. And I said, so uh, how do you like your QLXDs? And they're like, oh, we really like them. And they're literally like to center stage from the rack with like maybe 20 feet. And I said, oh, okay. I said, and then, and then the young girl said, um, yeah, we have some pickup issues a little bit every now and then, but you know, for the most part, they're okay. And I went and looked in the back of the rack. I have the greatest picture of all these antennas <laughs> splayed out like in a, in a spherical shape. I was like, oh my gosh. So I'll send that to you. Um, I love it. I think we love, we it. love those, those uh, pictures from the field when they have, I, I, and you know, hopefully, Hopefully no one will get too offended by uh, showing it. If they see their own work show up, hopefully it's never any of these guys, right? That'll listen to your podcast. Exactly. None of them. No, not at all. Uh, so anyway, sorry to digress there. BLXR. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we recommend that basically my bottom line is if the system is being installed somewhere, use the R version all day long. If it's going to be purchased to sit like on a desk for a teacher, uh, you know, or maybe um, at the at the uh, pulpit or something for uh, a, a preacher or a lectern, uh, where it's just one type of system. Maybe it's portable. Maybe the person carries it around with them and sets it up. A portable presenter kind of situation. That's fine. You can use the BLX system, uh, or even weekend warriors. Right? Uh, maybe you got oh, yeah. one or two guitar players on stage or or vocalist. And they're only running two or three wireless systems. Great. These things can set and it's fine. But when you start stacking them up on top of each other, uh, first of all, you want the R version uh, so that we can do antenna distro and so you can rack mount it. Keep it nice and tight. Yeah. Looks up, makes it look nice. Yeah. All right. Moving right along, Chris. So the next two are another, we jump back to a digital format, the PGXD and then GLXD. Yeah. Yeah. PGXD um, kind of started the whole ball rolling for us uh, on digital wireless systems. Um, uh, it is a digital system, but it's meant to be still kind of a, you know, a, an entry level type of system. Uh, it's very cost effective. However, uh, it does operate in a different, um, a different spectrum. Basically, it it is operating up in the uh, 900 megahertz spectrum, and uh, so it operates a little bit differently. Um, but it still is a a, a good system uh, to use. You're not going to have to worry about interference from UHF television. Uh, but there are other things that operate there. Uh, there's, there's like handset or headset, uh, devices. So, um, just FYI, a lot of times we get asked this question, why doesn't sure just buy a chunk of their own spectrum or go someplace else where there's open spectrum? Well, the first part of that is sure hasn't bought spectrum ever because it usually sells for like, you know, $19 billion with a B yeah. $19 billion. So, um, anyway, uh, that's the first part. The second part is, can we just go somewhere else where it's just, where there is nothing? The answer is no from 300 Hertz all the way up to, uh, three gigahertz and beyond. Um, it's, it's all allocated for use for something. So, um, anyway, uh, yeah, 
the PGXD was kind of that entry level and it was our first entry and it sound it really does sound good. It works pretty good. But uh, I think a lot of people are moving on probably to GLXD. Yeah, GLXD. Yeah. Uh, so GLXD uh, is kind of a, a little bit of a newer comer, I guess you could say to the line. I don't know. Maybe it's been out long enough now. It feels still feels like it's kind of a new newer uh, product. But GLXD is very cool. Um, GLXD, like BLX, uh, has two different form factors. Uh, the standard GLXD is kind of a set top receiver. You can get the GLXD Advanced, which allows for rack mounting as well as um, remote antennas. We have a whole antenna system just specified for that system. Dedicated. It's quite cool. Yep. Um, GLXD operates in 2.4 gigahertz. And so uh, there are times, of course, where people kind of get scared of that, right? Oh, that's where Wi-Fi is and all this other stuff. And you would be exactly correct. So mm -hmm. the more crowded your space is in that 2.4 wireless space, uh, the less likely you would be successful at using more GLXD systems. GLXD also is somewhat limited uh, in the total amount of uh, systems that you can use or should use. In fact, it operates in a couple of different manners, which give you perhaps better, um, better chance of getting more systems on the air. But <clears throat> the reality is, uh, um, boy, oh, rechargeable batteries. I wanted to talk about that too. GLXD, yeah. the rechargeable batteries on the transmitters are insane. I mean, it's like 16 they hours. They're the coolest. It's just yeah, insane. They're great. The other cool thing, and, and, sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna, you're probably going to jump right to it. Go ahead. I was just going to say the other cool thing about GLXD, by the way, we talk about form factors, and a lot of times I talked about form factors for the transmitters. Well, GLXD has a different form factor available for the receiver, and it's very popular for guitar players. There's a guitar system that you can throw on the floor, the receivers on the floor, and it's a tuner and a bypass. So it's really cool for guitar players that want to use that as a receiver um, I know at my church, for instance, we have three of these on stage that we use every Sunday uh, pretty reliably. Um, when I say pretty reliably, I mean as far as how often we use them. Whenever we use them, they are reliable. Let's put it that way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I, I was going to throw out there just the, the, to be able to charge the battery in the front of, of the actual receiver itself and or being able to charge and, and you know, maybe you're a musician, singer, whatever, and you're like, oh, I didn't charge it last night. You can plug it into a car light or your, the handheld or whatever you're utilizing, and it will charge the battery on the way to the show if, if need be. So it's like the, the, the ultra versatile kind of thing, like exactly like this little Swiss Army knife wireless system yep. that you're right, that yep. be able to pop that battery right in the front of the receiver to charge it, not even have to have yep. a separate charger if you don't need it. So and the other thing about GLXD Advanced, uh, that's the rack mount uh, system, is that we're kind of pulling some of the cool secret sauce that we use in Axient with the Spectrum Manager that Axient uses. Well, there's a device called a Frequency Manager for GLXD yep. that uh, performs a similar type function where it's actually trying to keep track of open frequencies and it can deploy good, clean frequencies to a receiver and the transmitter uh, and be able to change frequencies as need be. Um, so, And that just happens automatically. Yeah, automatically. So kind of 
stealing from some of the secret sauce from from the top end here, even down at uh, at GLXD Advance. So nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Let's stay on the let's stay. Get, oh, sorry, Chris, you say something? No, huh? Go ahead. Okay, so let's let's stay with the um, the performance based stuff here, and let's jump right into the PSM one thousand. Ah, yeah. PSM one thousand is our premium in ear system. And uh, premium, the form factor is that the receiver, there's two channel receivers, excuse me, transmitters. Whoo, rewind. The thing that goes in the rack. I was going to say something, but. (laughs) (laughs) That thing that goes in the rack in this case is a transmitter uh, and dual channel transmitters on board. Of course, network capability, wide tuning bandwidth. Uh, the cool thing about some of these receivers is that uh, that the part that goes on your body, right? The receiver, these are true diversity receivers. They have two antennas, uh, which really was kind of groundbreaking. Other other manufacturers will use like the earphone cable as one antenna, and yep. and then the antenna on the body pack is a second one. Uh, research has shown that doesn't really ever work because antennas need to be tuned tuned to a specific Mm. frequency range. And so Mm. uh, the PSM 1000 is like the premier, boy, you just, you rarely have any dropouts. Again, that system you find on stages all the world over on all the greatest performers of of all kinds. It's pretty much the de facto standard right now uh, for, for use in that, in, in that arena. If, if this is the first time you're listening to this podcast and, or hear of PSM, PSM stands for Personal Monitoring Systems, um, and the PSM 1000 is definitely the um, the top echelon there. Um, let's jump into PSM 900s. Yep, and so the little brother to the PSM 1000, uh, so to speak, it's a half rack space transmitter form factor. Um, it comes with also removable half wave antenna. So both of those systems, the 1000 and the 900, can be. Uh, you can use combiners if need be and remote and then a transmit antenna out if need be. Uh, the 900 really hits a sweet price point. Um, it, it's used uh, not only professionally, again, on stages, but a lot of house of worship um, uh, and then other corporate government agencies, that kind of thing that need a back channel. Um, both of these systems are used quite a bit, frankly, as well as broadcast where um, you know you need a higher quality what's called an IFB or a fullback monitor uh, for on-air yep. broadcast folks. So they love the way it sounds. It just sounds so good. Um, and both of these systems operate uh, well at, at home in any of those uh, scenarios. Chris, let's talk next about the PSM 300 and the value that it adds to this line. Yeah. Yeah. This, there's, a, there's a lot of value packed into that PSM 300 system. Um, first of all, it, it kind of, um, it elevated what could be for um, uh, personal monitor systems in that there's actual FPGA circuitry in both the transmitter and the receiver that allows for digital processing. It's not a digital system, but there's digital processing going on on the front end and on the back end from the transmitter to the receiver. And uh, it allows us to maintain that really low, uh, uh, nearly inaudible, uh, uh, excuse me, delay through the system. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, A lot of folks ask us, 
not to change subjects, but a lot of folks ask us, when are you going to have a digital in-ear system? And the challenge is always, how much latency can you have from the microphone through your digital console, through the ears and all that kind of stuff before you really are, are doing a disservice to the performer? And, uh, and it turns out it's just really hard to get that latency down low enough where a singer or a horn player or somebody is not going to notice it and have a real problem with it. So, so that's why today, at least for today, all of our, all of our in-ear systems are still analog, but the PSM 300 brought a different twist to that whole thing, which is adding this digital processing. Stereo image is huge. You know, all of the other processing that's going on in there really adds great benefit to how the thing sounds. Now, um, uh, some of the holdbacks, why PSM 300 might not find its way uh, up onto the highest of stages, it has a more limited tuning bandwidth. Of course, remember, you're saving money as we've gone down the list here. Yep. The PSM 300 is the most affordable system that we make. So its tuning bandwidth isn't quite as wide. Um, uh, you know, its form factor is a little bit different. By the way, uh, all of these systems have the ability to either run on double A's or rechargeable batteries. Um, and the PSM 300 even gives you another option to, for cost savings. We have a plastic receiver instead of a metal receiver with rechargeable battery option. You can get a plastic receiver with only running on double A's, uh, and that will bring the cost down even further. It's sometimes it's popular to have like just one transmitter. Let's say you're a weekend warrior band. You could have one transmitter, but just like a radio station in your car, right? I could have several receivers tuned into that one station. So a lot of bands will buy three or four receivers and they'll all listen into that one single transmitter uh, for their band mix. Nice. And I was going to say, doesn't SLXD also offer a plastic transmitter as well? Yeah. So the transmitter form factors on SLXD uh, are changed up a little bit. If you check out our website, you'll see they've been rounded uh, for more comfortability instead of square edges that might be mm -hmm. a little uncomfortable and such. But that, that form factor is a, 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 um, a high quality uh, ABS type plastic yeah. that is just as reliable and rugged as frankly, yeah. a lot of the metal counterparts. Sure. Sure. Well, that wraps up most of the um, wireless. The next one that we were going to talk about um, is more of a corporate AV um, solution and that's Microflex wireless. Um, yeah. which generally you're never going to find that on a stage unless it's in a, a presentation style setup. But Chris, tell us a little bit about the Microflex wireless. Yeah. I'm glad you kind of made the, the differentiation there because um, MXW is a very sleek looking, very compact uh, system. And uh, one of the questions we get on a regular basis is, you know, can we use this on stage? And, well, we just talked about latency, right? We just talked about delay through a system. The MXW system operates in 1.9 gigahertz. Uh, this is called the decked band. And there are certain regulations and rules and how you can operate there. And basically that causes us to have more latency through the system. And that latency is like 20 milliseconds, which is completely unusable for a, mu a musician. However... For spoken word through, you know, overhead loudspeakers, you, you can't hear the difference. You don't know the difference. Even through a video codec system, 
20 milliseconds is delay is just trying to catch up to what the video system already has inherently is delay. So this is not a problem whatsoever for, um, for like a corporate or conferencing type solution. In fact, it's preferred because frankly of its look and the receiver form factor is quite different than anything we've talked about thus far. The receiver form factor for this looks like an access point like a wireless access point. In fact, that's exactly what it is. It's, it is a, yep. a wireless access point. It's available in a two, four, or eight channel uh, receiver form factor. And then there's one single cable that leaves that thing. So again, this access point would be out in the space somewhere where the transmitters are operating. And then you run one single category cable back to your system that will power the MXC access point. It will bring its audio from the receivers back. And then any control that we want to do happens that way too. Now, inherently in this system, what's kind of cool is I can remotely control my transmitters. Uh, it's just part of the benefit of operating this band and, and op, uh, options for this. So we can remotely control the transmitters. Uh, we can remotely control the receivers, of course. Um, and that adds for a, a certain amount of I guess added security, if this is in a large corporate environment with lots of these systems, an IT person could be alerted to a potential issue like, hey, the battery's getting ready to die on this certain transmitter, um, you know, go fix it. Now, we can show you that information on the other systems we've already talked about to some degree, some of them uh, with wireless workbench. But, uh, you know, MXW really is at home in that corporate government higher ed uh, space. I mentioned government because it also inherently is encrypted. Uh, so uh, co corporate and government enjoy that here. Uh, there's no way to unencrypt it. In fact, it just is encrypted, period. And I believe you did say it was Dante-based, right? I didn't, but that's oh. a great point. The whole thing is Dante-based. Yes, very good. If, okay. you need, if you need analog outputs, uh, we would, you would have to have extra hardware to break out analog, but it's completely able to do that. Sometimes we get asked, hey, can we use MXW in, in our legacy system? We just want to update the microphones, but do we have to update the DSP? Well, if the DSP doesn't have Dante, you can break that Dante out to analog and get it into your existing system. Yes. Very nice. And then our last one here, if I, if I, I think I haven't missed anything, Microflex Complete Wireless. Yeah, that's it. So this is kind of an interesting system. Um, this is like an all-in-one. It's kind of exciting, meaning it's got a loudspeaker and a microphone and a touchscreen all in one wireless battery-operated unit. Um, this can be used in corporate, in government, higher ed. We have seen this in use even in broadcast and or uh, TV production, where in an era of COVID, everybody's supposed to be socially distanced. So there was one popular uh, uh, television program where all of the characters got together and read through their scripts in a very large space, and they used this system so they could hear each other uh, and play off of each other. So this is great. It operates in the 2.4 and 5 gig space, so maybe a little bit more crowded space. The 5 gig is less crowded, but... The special thing about MXCW on top of like the form factor is we also can operate in what's called DFS channels, which gives us access to more of the five gigahertz chunk. You All in all, there can be 125 units 
connected to one single access point. This has an access point receiver, uh, much like MXW. But MXCW access point transceiver, we can have 125 units connected with eight of them active at any given time. And by the way, I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but if you have more than eight people talking at any given time, well, that's like a fight, right? That's an, yeah, argument. That's an argument. Yeah. Maybe only two or three people talking at the same time. And that's right. still hard to hear. Yep. But um, yeah, this, this system is all Dante as well. Uh, not the wireless part, of course, uh, but, but once the audio like the hits the receiver. routing, yep. Yep. All the routing internally. It's got a Dante mixer on board even, which is kind of cool. The rechargeable battery on this thing. Um, also, you're getting like 11 hours. Uh, so God bless anybody who's got to sit through a meeting longer than <laughs> <five> hours, <laughs> but, uh, but it's, it's possible anyway. So, uh, encryption is available. Uh, I, and, and, you know, there's a lot of things we didn't talk about all these yeah, specific so ones, but it, we would be here for days. Hopefully this kind of scratches the surface of get people think about, you know, what are the, Options Where they that you're looking yep. for? Right. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, Chris, we got to wrap this up. I really appreciate your time and going over this. And I think that's going to be very useful. If I can bring, I'm going to bring it back up one last time rechargeable batteries, people. It is really does make a significant difference and being able to monitor the health of them during your event. I really want to say thank you for listening and please email us at reps at protechm.com. We really are only as good as the suggestions that you send us. With that said, I want to say thank you, Chris. Thank you, Paco. Uh...